Answering your home improvement questions. Good morning, Andy. How are you doing? Fantastic. You? Well, I'm doing quite well. I, I'm sure you and the rest of your crews wish it would stop raining. Yeah, you know, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the best day in the last three days has to be a Saturday. Of course, but, uh, yeah. We, we, we do have a lot of crews out in a boat today, for sure. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of catching up in a lot of uh, industries, I mean, because, because of this. Uh, what, uh, what are the crews working on these days? Oh, you name it, Denny. Um, you know, this time of year, uh, post-date fair, it seems like uh, people wait, and then they start to hit the, the old crap button, we call it, and, and they start calling, and we have now we have emergencies to go deal with, or we have to get stuff done before winter, and to be honest with you, we've been uh, we've had September booked for about a month already. So, wow. um, and uh, most of October is as well. So we've uh, we've we've had our fall planned, and hopefully we can get through everything that uh, that we said we would, weather weather permitting. But it's six days a week, sometimes seven days a week uh, here at Lindis, and until the, the till the snow flies. If you have a home improvement question, you can call it in or text it in. That the same number applies six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. You mentioned the state fair. Uh, what were people asking about when they visited the the Lindis booth there? You know, our, our windows were a big hit. Uh, a lot of people still want to talk roofing, and of course, uh, leaf guard gutters with the amount of rain that we've been having. We've been uh, getting quite a few phone calls with water in the basement and and, and landscaping washing out, and um, people are finding uh, that uh, this past winter. Did some things on their roofs and gutters where I was at one job earlier this week where it looked like there was ice damage that they might have pulled the gutter loose, but it's going to be, I don't know, 1000 to $1,200 in rot repair now because water's been getting behind the gutter, into the fascia board, into the rafter tails. It's, uh, and you know, it might have been going on longer than this year, but I think uh, those ice dams really, really put an emphasis on the damage that was up there. And it, uh, if they don't do something now, it's going to be even more expensive. Friend of mine, this uh, it was about Wednesday, I believe it was. It was asking me to ask you: Are you seeing any more of the uh, what do we call them? The fly-by-night people, the uh, the crews <laughs> that drive when their pickups out of without a state plates. Not always out of state, but uh, are we seeing a lot of those? Uh, those uh, what would you call them? What was the phrase uh, you use? Storm chasers. Storm chasers. Um, yes, it's a big, big part of our industry. And, and don't get me wrong; they're not all bad. And to be honest with you, some of these storms we wouldn't be able to handle without sure. them. You know, the catastrophes, we need them coming into our market. But uh, when I find work that's been done poorly or customers that are having a really bad experience post-storms, usually because they, they chose the wrong storm chaser or the wrong contractor to do their work. Um, you know, our, our area of the world, we, we have some pretty big storm chasers based out of here. Um, which which kind of makes us lucky and makes us unlucky all at the same time because those people go all over the country and you're going to do a roof a lot different in Texas or Florida than, than you would in, in Minnesota. So sometimes there's a retraining that has to happen with the, with the crews when they come back or the, the, the salesmen when they come back. And, and if you're not getting... I put it this way, depending on, no matter if it's a storm chaser, a local contractor, anybody, if they're not getting into the very details, exactly what you're getting, you're, you're going to go through every piece of it. You're going to check out their references, look at their past work. No matter the contractor you choose, whether they're from out of town or in town, you have to do your due diligence to make sure. Even if you think that they might have done good work three years ago, I would still, let, let's see some recent work because stuff in my industry changes on a, on a regular basis. If there's, if there's one thing I know, it's... Um, the musical chairs that our industry has from company to company, and, and sometimes that can make a di- big difference in the quality of work that you're going to get installed. 
what would you recommend, you know, people who, let's, let's say, uh, uh, well, they hear the show and they, they call 1-800-LEAF-GUARD. They want to get, you know, either leaf guard gutters or insulation or whatever kind of siding windows. Uh, what do they say? They say I, w- I want some, uh, some references. What can you, what, what does Linda's do in a case like that? Well, we're going to try to find you, well, we will find you houses very close to yours with the products that you're looking to see that you can go and, go and actually talk to the people or go to their house or call them up. Um, and we're going to have plenty of pictures of those projects when, when we first come out to, to your house. We'll, we'll even, uh, we like to say, we'll even, we'll even show you a customer where we might not have done it perfectly the first time. Those are getting rarer and rarer, Denny. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's important that you find out how a company is going to deal with their service work. And it's something that's definitely on my mind all the time. You know, we've been around for 40 years. So you imagine, uh, you know, we have lifetime workmanship warranties and stuff that we installed 30 years ago. Somebody calls me up, I'm going to come out for free and take a look at it, and if it's something I did wrong, we're going to fix it as fast as we can. Um, more often than not, if it's something that, that is that old, we're, we're talking about a manufacturer's defect, but knowing our relationships with our manufacturers, it's, it's been pretty easy to get them to come out and cover jobs that are 20, 25 years old. Wow. 651-989-9226, that's the text number and the phone number. Speaking of phones, uh, Jim in Golden Valley is on the line. Jim, you're on with Andy. Yeah. My name is Jim Brandt, and we have to put a new roof on. And the question is, uh, does anybody put metal roof on a house? Yeah, yeah, we do it all the time. Um, We have a standing seam metal roof that we use mainly on residential. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. Appreciate the information. Yep. Um, It's going to be more expensive than an asphalt roof. Uh, Asphalt shingles. Um, compared to metal shingles, metal shingles are going to be about double, maybe almost triple than what asphalt shingles cost, and a metal roof is going to be about double, maybe a little bit more than an asphalt roof, which when you start to look at the warranties that you can get from from like the company we use, GAF, which we're giving you a 50-year non-prorated warranty on the labor and the materials, um, versus the metal roofing is typically going to be in that 30 to 35-year range. And that's on the finish. The The materials themselves will have a lifetime warranty. And, and so it, people that choose that are usually choosing it for aesthetic reasons more so than, than, than the warranty reasons. And there are some instances on Story and a Half Homes where we've had really good luck putting down three inches of foam and then a metal roofing panel over the top of that in order to let the snow sheet off. But there is some drawbacks to that. There are going to be larger snow piles around, and if you have a sidewalk, it could be some work getting through a, a four or five foot drift at times because it came off your roof. So, you have to weigh the pros and cons on on all those products depending on the on the type of home that you have. Text number is the same as the phone number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Here's one, Andy, that uh, we get from time to time, uh, at least once or twice a year. Garage floor falling apart. What would you recommend? Or who? Well, well, or who? Um, well, because we haven't know, seen it, we see no pictures. And if, if the whole thing is falling apart, what do you jackhammer it out and start yeah, over? Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of fixing it. There's no real. If it, if it really is cracking and crumbling and, and and falling apart, or you know, it's a big difference between just being cracked and and you got chunks coming up. If it's chunks coming up and it's crumbling, then yeah, it's jackhammering it out and and getting a new floor put in there. There might be a possibility of some type of skim coat, but that just just doesn't last. 
Um, some of the epoxies out there just don't, you can't put those over an unstable cement floor. That's so right. I would take some pictures and, uh, and go to our, uh, our good friends at Semstone and show them what they have. And, uh, chances are they'll tell you exactly what to do. And they might even recommend some contractors for you now. Knowing what I know in, in in our market, finding somebody to do some met work yet this year <laughs> yes. is going to be a difficult, difficult task. Uh, masonry work on, on chimney work has been, been hard to get uh, anybody that we can to do that work yet this year. Uh, I know we have our guy booked through January now wow. um, doing doing chimney work. So it's just, again, we had a polar vortex last year. That's uh, it's a lot more of that type of work than, than we're used to in this market and and it's not something you want to rush through either. You know, this is uh, this is work that takes a craftsman to do, and they're just they don't they don't make a lot of those anymore. You know, it seems like we have more and more kids going in to our industry the last couple of years. Yeah, so I'm really really excited about that. But you know, the uh, when you when you go around and you look at the the average age of of, of some of these these guys in in that we use in insulating and, and masonry work, and you're seeing forty to sixty years old. Not a lot of young people. Uh, until recently, it, it was scary. But uh, recently, we're seeing we're seeing some well, young people get into it. So, but that's going to take a while. that's going to be that's great news. But it's going to take a while to develop that art that artistry that uh, these yeah uh, older the reason folks why, have. Yeah, the reason why we can call these guys craftsmen and, and gals craftsmen is because they've been practicing this yeah. on a daily basis for twenty twenty five years. There's things you just get good at and learn and and and, and to tricks of the trade that you're you're going to know and just to make the learning curve curve smaller and i i'm i'm excited about the young people but it's it's like you said it's a five year process to that's get right. get even close to where these guys are that's good news to hear that uh, people are going into the trades that's that's good news uh hang on andy we're going to take a quick break here we're going to come back with phone calls and text messages if you happen to have any kind of a home improvement question call it in or text it in same number 651-989-9226 and good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. We always like to tell you that easy number to remember if you want to get in touch with those folks. Uh, Andy Lindus is with me today. Andy, we have callers, we have texters, so let's uh, let's get you back to work here. First up on the phone, I believe, is Tom, who's calling from uh, River Falls. What can we do for you, Tom? Oh, good morning. I was just wanted to let the, you and the, the re, uh, listeners know that I had to uh, put a new roof on my house this year, so I looked at uh, a steel roof, and one of the roofers had told me that most insurance companies will not cover just dents from hail. The hail actually has to penetrate through the steel in order for them to cover. So I asked my insurance agent, and she said, yes, that is true. So I was wondering, is it just my insurance company or is it most of the insurance companies? You ever heard of that, Andy? Well, uh, yes, I have heard of that. And um, my answer to the insurance companies is a up-close look at the actual dents, and we show micro-fracturing of the actual finish itself, and then we get it covered. So if we can, uh, if it's going to affect the finish, then, then it won't. Having said that, um, I have an uncle that we put a metal roof on in River Falls, and uh, storm in '98. It's two stories up, and it wasn't it, the the dents were noticeable when you're on the roof. But I said, you know, let's uh, let's give it a year and, and, and see what happens. And 
it over the expansion and contraction which steel has done and the memory that the steel has most of the dents work them way out like the, it's really unnoticeable now and the finish hasn't gone but we we will actually use a digital microscope and take a look at the actual dents themselves and we can see if any type of micro fracturing or that that is happening in the finish that's when we start to worry about 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 the longevity of the roof because part of our roofing it has a paint finish on it that has Hylar and Kynar in it, which gives it a very low emissivity and a very high reflectivity, so it doesn't absorb the sun's energy. And when you mess with that, you're really messing with the, the effect of the roof. It's called a cool roof for a reason. Like uh, If you have a story and a half home and you have a metal roof on your house, there's a good shot that your attic space is going to be 30, 40 degrees, maybe even 50 degrees cooler than it would be with an asphalt roof because of how much of the sun's energy is getting reflected back away from the house. Um, so the, there, that is a definite issue, but my experience with, with my roofing and my company is any roof that I've thought was damaged insurance companies bought. All right. So you've had success. Correct. Okay. Good question though, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a new one. Yeah, it is. Let's uh, hear from Teresa who's calling from uh, Minneapolis. I believe Teresa, you're on with Andy. Hi. Hey. I just have a quick question about flooring. I have a uh, older 1948 home and a um, concrete floor down there and the previous owners put on a lot of layers of paint. I'd like to put a vinyl or something down. And one flooring company told me that, that I couldn't because of the slope to the drain. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it very well could. Um, now there's some things you can do maybe to get rid of the slope of the drain. I'm guessing that the vinyl planking isn't going to snap together properly because of the angle of the floor. Um, but having said that, I know when we do flooring, we can do some things with the patterns to maybe alleviate that. And it might not be perfect, but we can usually work our way through with with the customer. But if it's too much of a slope, maybe there's some things you can do to take the slope out of the floor. Or you can look at a smaller width of a plank so you're not having to span such a, a longer area with a with, with that slope. So it's a little bit easier to cheat those. Kind of camouflage it a little bit. Huh? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a basement, and it has some slope on the floor, so it's not going to be perfect. And, 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 and that's it's just one of those things that you have to work your way through, or you can go in and, and skim coat and, and look at some other options for your actual floor. Now, there's a whole bunch of different types of painting on the floor. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Apparently, Linux construction phones are still ringing here. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we're, we're taking phone calls from New York right now. How about I that? I, just, I think uh, I just answered somebody here. You know, uh, normally we have a lot more people that know how our phones work here at the office than, than me, but I think I got it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> High-tech stuff. <laughs> High-tech stuff. Well, back, back to those floors. Yes. There, there's, there, there's something that maybe if there's a lot of coats of paint, you might want to look at the, 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 the poly options that are out there or the epoxy options that are out there. Um, it's a polyurea. I think a lot of is what the guys are using now where you can grind away all of that old paint and you can do a bunch of different patterns. You can do it where it looks like marble and, and people are really liking this in basements, especially in basements that have any type of moisture issues, which if there's a floor drain there, um, I don't know what's draining into that floor drain or why that floor drains there, but that's definitely something you want to take into consideration when you're, when you're picking out floors for your basement. Wonder if uh, Jesse uh, Treble has ever come across something like that. I'm sure he has, with his uh, his safe basements. 
Yeah, you know, I'd uh, I'd be willing to to bet Jesse's ran across most everything yeah, in basements. Yeah, as far as uh, basements the, the, goes, yeah. the, the stories that that guy has about what he finds in basements and walls and and, and water issues and, and things people have tried with drain tiles over the years. It's a uh, it's it's well, I shouldn't say it's fun, but it is fun. It's interesting for me to hear those stories. Safebasements.com is uh, the uh, website to check out if you were Teresa and everybody else, too. Uh, Andy, we need to take a break. Don't go away. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, send it in via text or call it in. Uh, again, the same number uh, will get you either. Either phone call or text, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Danny all here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. You have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, send it in by text or call it in. Uh, the same number applies, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy, we have some text messages we can uh, help folks out. Let's see. Here's one. Uh, uh, texter says we have a self remodel job that's ongoing and much larger than we thought. So they bit off more than they could <laughs> chew. Can you, meaning Linda's, uh, estimate these types of jobs with a homeowner? Can you kind of pick up where they left off and find no. out what, they, what you can do for them? Yes. Um... This is something that we we find ourselves getting into on, on, on a pretty regular basis. It's uh, there's nothing wrong with, with doing doing it yourself and trying to do it yourself, but it's uh, HGTV doesn't do us any favors when it comes to how to remodel a house. Everything looks like it's going to be easy, five minutes and five hundred dollars. A lot of editing goes in. <laughs> a lot of editing goes into that stuff, and uh, it, uh, it it sometimes leads to you know biting off a little bit more than, than you can chew or you tear into a wall or tear into something. It's just things that, you know, outside of our industry, it, it's hard to handle. So we find ourselves in these situations a lot and we would gladly come out and help walk you through it and, and come up with a timeline and when we can get a, a crew in there to finish it up for you. Now, when it comes to super long remodeling projects, I'm no stranger to that myself. I just ask my wife, Denny, I got a, <laughs> I got a, a garage I've been building for uh, 14 months now. It's not quite done, but it's almost there. Uh, I had a basement take me about eight months to finish the remodeling of it. And I've been talking about remodeling my wife's bathroom upstairs for, I think, well, we're married 20 years next Wednesday. <laughs> so it's right around probably 20 years. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so it, uh, well, you it, have a uh, few things to do. Uh, we, we have, a, I have, I have a few things to do. So we're, I'm no stranger to that. Uh, sometimes, you know. These labors are loved, and he just takes some time. It's uh, it's 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 our house, and and my garage. To be honest with you, um, it's taking a long time by design. You know, I'm I'm third generation in in my home. My kids are fourth generation in the home, and been trying to do a lot of stuff myself. And uh, I actually uh, been sourcing things locally as much as I can. And in fact, I found this iron worker uh, uh, down in Stockholm, Wisconsin, last night. My wife and I went down there. And and here's just this guy with a, a fire pit and a, a chunk of metal, and he's pounding away, and I'm getting to talk to him, and and uh, next thing I know, I'm giving him a hundred dollars for to make me six hooks for the bathroom in my garage to hang howl, towels on. But I'm like, you know, this is a guy making this these hooks and handcrafted, know, hand wow. handcrafted uh, out of this stuff. It's just uh, it's kind of neat things, and so I'm thinking two, three generations down the road, I want it to be kind of neat and, and, and sourced in, in, in Wisconsin and Minnesota as much as I can. Yeah, that's great. Uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, I can suggest that to the texter because uh, you guys will come out uh, to uh, whatever job, if, if, you know, if it's gutters or windows, as I said earlier, or in this case, uh, to get to the homeowner and find out 
what they need. And, uh, you know, at least the first visit is free anyway. Yes, indeed. Uh, Denny, uh, yeah. we, we've, been, we've been telling people we would give us some tips. I know maybe we don't want to talk about this quite yet, but how to get your house ready for winter. Uh, uh, we're going to be on uh, CARE 11 this week between 3 and 4 o'clock talking about how to get in your house for winter. But I think there's, there, there's three things that we can talk about that, that, that most people don't. It'll be like, here soon. Yes, it's a, it, it's going to be here sooner than than yeah. later, and I think this past week was a uh, an eye opener. At least it was for us, uh, for for me and my family. We've been we've been walking around the house trying to get as much ready uh, today and tomorrow that that we can to get ready for winter. Because I mean, it was it was cold out a couple of nights this week. Oh yes, and and one of the things I did right away, um, I live out in the country, and uh, we we do have mice out in that out, out in our fields and plenty of squirrels. And I have had a rodent in my attic before, and I will never allow that to happen again. So this time of year, as uh, they're starting to hide their, their, their nuts everywhere, and then the mice are maybe trying to escape the cold a little bit and try to find more food indoors, I go around and, and uh, all the way around my foundation with a caulking gun and a foam gun and, and just look for any new cracks, any caulking that's cracked. I try to peel out and redo the caulking because... Those mice can get into a you know an opening smaller than a pencil, so to to get into your house and, and squirrels can chew into everything in my attic. Yeah, I'm actually going to raid my wife's uh, essential oil pile and uh, take uh, dryer sheets and dab peppermint oil on them, and I'm going to go up there and throw those every corner of the attic as much as I can. Um, around there just because uh, ever since I've done that, I've had less rodent issues or no rodent issues up there. That That's for whatever reason that that They don't like that, that smell. smell. No. They don't like that smell at all, and, and, they, and they stay out of that area. And I would be willing to bet uh, we were on a job this week, Denny, and um, was a, we went out to look at gutters, and he was talking about his bad ice dams, and my estimator got up, and he asked to get up in the attic and got up in there, and it was – it was like a rodent maze. Oh, there no. was trails everywhere, and there was dead rodents up oh. there. And, and he showed that to the homeowner. He's like, what do we do? And, and it's, a, it's a complete suck out. I mean, that, that stuff, that insulation was wrecked. And, 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 and the ammonia smell coming up from there. I just remember we talk about the stack effect that's happening in houses. And well, in the wintertime, it's actually going to start to pull that air from, from like your, your rim all the way up into the attic, and that's where you're getting that cold air. People think that their windows are drafty, or you, they sell those those silly little foam things at the at the box stores that go behind outlets because they think that that's that's the problem. But you have you have a stack effect happening. Air is moving in your walls. Well, in the summertime, it's pulling from the attic, so all of that that those rodent droppings and that ammonia and all Ugh. that all that bad stuff is is what's filtering the air coming into your house. So. When, when when people start to realize that it's 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 usually get it out of my house now. When can you start? And sure. and, and, and and rightfully so. It's just not to mention the 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 insulation was inadequate to to begin with, so it should make a big difference in their heating and cooling costs. Wow, what a sight! Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, Dan in St. Paul has been waiting to ask you a question. I do believe, uh, Dan, you're on with Andy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning. Hey, I- I got a son who's uh, got a, a, a mid twenties uh, um, Minneapolis home, and the uh, basement floor is uh, severely starting to crumble. Um, so the so the concrete is bad. So my question has to do with skimming 
if that's the right terminology, of adding two to four inches on the, on the basement floor. Is that something that uh, you would advise? Is that something you can do uh, now or during the winter time? Um, it, again, uh, we, we, we talk about what what we start with all the time, Denny, like uh, putting a metal roof over the top of asphalt shingles without knowing what's on underneath it, or we use the analogy, you wouldn't paint a rusty car um, because the rust is eventually going to come back through. And then and this goes the same with the, with the basement floor. If the floor is unstable and crumbling and you put something over the top, it's only a matter of time before the, before the floor is unstable and crumbling. I would reach out to safebasements.com, Jesse Treble, and just get their opinion on it. So anytime you're going to be going into the floor of the basement, there's drain tile systems to worry about, or maybe it's an opportunity to put those types of systems in, or radon mitigation if, the, if that's an issue. There's, there's a lot of things that, that you can think about when, when you're doing these types of remodels to do it the right way, and, then, and they're going to have the, the right idea on what, what, they can happen, what can happen to that floor, what should be jackhammered out, can you do an overlay or not an overlay, and, and just to make the the best decision going forward. I'd hate for you to spend all that money and be right where we are right now, two years from now and, and, and having to do it the right way. And, um, and, and I know it's hard for a lot of times, Danny, when, when we, when we talk to customers about this, it's usually the right way is going to be a little bit more expensive, but it's going to be cheaper than having to do it twice. And that's what you have to remember. And those are, that's what, that's the biggest factor for me when I make decisions. In fact, I, I've walked away from jobs that where they just didn't didn't, didn't like they. I don't care if it doesn't last two years. Um, we're going to be gone before then. Well, that's 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 not work that I do. That's, be, you're going to have to find another contractor because I worry about longevity and 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 how long it's going to last because. I want to be around another 40 years, and if we're going to be doing it, there's only one way to do it, and that's the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned uh, – thank you, Dan, for the call, by the way. There's a line open if you want to call in your home improvement question or, or text, same numbers, 651-989-9226. I was looking at some uh, decking material going through mm-hmm. a lumber yard the other day, yeah. and uh, you had mentioned something. I don't want to give anything away here if you're not ready to, but you, you said you, you are uh, – you you have been looking at another product, not Zuri, but another mm-hmm. one. Is that something we can talk about yet, or no? Not quite yet. Okay, um, a, little, right. a couple That's of eyes to dot and T's across. Uh, I, I think it's a uh, it's going to be a good product. It's similar to Zuri, um, but um, just like anything, we're going to do some further testing and and, and taking a look at it. And it's not that the, the Zuri is a bad product. It's just uh, a lot of consideration in the expansion contraction during the installation of that product, and that's why we're leaning more to the, towards the TimberTech ASAC product the last year, two years or so, um, that uh, more, we have more customers choosing that. It's a little bit less expensive than the Zuri. Um, it's not, at least in my opinion, as aesthetically pleasing hmm. as as the Zuri when it's clean. I mean, I, I my Zuri deck looks almost like the day it was installed. It's a very durable deck outside of... You know, I have three three lovely canines at home. That who think like they're in. lap dogs, but yeah, they're not. I think, <laughs> I think they're lap dogs. But uh, those uh, paw prints, uh, once they're in the mud, are on that deck constantly. It really does does do a, a bad job of hiding dirt. And um, so if that's a consideration when, when, you, when you're picking a deck, if you're going to be coming from the outside or off of a gravel path or any type of mud onto that deck on a regular basis, it might not be the best deck to choose. Um, a little bit slipperier than, than than the Azac too. So, but 
there's there's a lot of different options. We, you know, we've been uh, we've priced out a couple of uh, exotic wood decks, decks lately that mm. uh, I'm kind of excited about uh, an EPay deck that we might get next spring. That uh, that could be a very neat thing, but yeah, we're always looking. There's uh, there's lots of new products that that are coming out in our industry all the time. And uh, if you come to either one of uh, me or my brother's houses, you can probably see a few of these products in testing as uh, as we speak now. It sometimes drives our, our wives a little bit batty, but uh, if I'm going to offer it to a customer, I really want to know how it works. Sure. So that's why I have nine different window manufacturers and three different door manufacturers at my house right now. A lot of research going on. There. A lot of research <laughs> going right. on. Hang on, Andy. We need to take a bit of a break here. Uh, Andy will inform us as he moves through the, the research end of it uh, at Linda's Construction about that particular decking. And welcome back to our home improvement show. Denny Long here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, answering your home improvement questions by phone and by text as usual. Same number, 651-989-9226 for either the call or the text. Uh, Speaking of phone calls, Andy, let's go to St. Paul again. Melvin is calling, I believe, from there. Melvin, you're on CCO. Good morning. Yes, hi. See, my question is concerning LP smart siding. I've had two different contractors tell me that there's two different ways to do the joints when mm-hmm. you need. Uh, do you use a gap or do you use the material that's supplied by LP smart siding to join the boards together? Well, uh, we've done it both ways. Um, actually, we've done it a third way a couple of times too, but we're, we're not going to talk about that because LP doesn't like me to talk about that. Um, but uh, we've tried a couple of things on that installation because that, that is the one drawback on, on LP is that it's going to expand after the install. So you have to leave a gap there. And you can either paint those edges and put a slip sheet underneath there for water infiltration or use their metal clip system that comes with it, the H-clips. And that's typically how we are going to install the the LP. Now, um, on some of our own projects, we've done a couple of different things that um, it's going to take some maintenance to make sure it goes well. But I, I, I do know uh, it, it does look good when, when it was done. One of those, uh, we put a, a caulking in that gap and waited for it to expand. And when the copying spread out, we went around with a razor blade and cut all of that caulking. Now, that's a labor of love and very intensive. And that caulking is going to have to be maintained almost yearly for the rest of that life, but it was an aesthetic thing and a choice that um, somebody who works here in our siding department made to do for their own home, and 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 we're, we're you know it's eight years later and it looks awesome, but we almost always use those H clips, and you know they they actually blend in way better than I thought they would when I first saw them. To be honest with you, all right, good six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Thank you, Melvin. Line is open. Uh, for your phone call, let's see. That's uh, the biggest mistake I see made with that that siding, though, Denny. When you know, in all installers aren't created the same. If you if you put that product up tight, it's going to almost bow right off the wall. Mm. I mean, it's going it's going to expand. You you can't even nail it snug. You do need to leave that. There's a little bit of a gap on each one of those pieces. Otherwise, um, you're going to run into some big issues, and 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 it's really going to take away from from the longevity of the product and. And honestly, I've seen it where it just looks like the whole wall is waving. Like, like did they even make this wall straight? And it's just the siding has expanded and, and, and caused a lot of issues. 
Uh, let's go back to the text uh, screen, um, the messages. By the way, if you want to send a text instead of calling, same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, here's somebody that uh, probably should have you guys come out to, to do an estimate. You probably can't do the total math exactly, and maybe you can answer this in generalities. But a uh, texter says, I have a house up north, needs a new roof, 37 feet long, 25 feet wide. How much more would it cost to put a metal roof versus uh, asphalt? Hmm. Generally speaking, I don't know. You know, I'm guessing that is probably close to like a 20 square roof. If uh, if if I'm doing the math right, if that's both sides, um, five thousand dollars, five to eight thousand dollars more than an asphalt roof. Off the top of my head, would okay. be my guess. But again, um, but again, I. Gladly, you know, give us your address, and more than likely, we can pull a satellite image of your roof and and, and give you the exact price. Now, you guys do um, that, don't you? Yeah, we do it all the time. It, without technology, our jobs would be so much harder. Uh, <laughs> I mean, re- really, like I, I, with I can go around your house and take eight pictures, and I'll get the entire takeoff. I'll know how many corner posts to order, all your window sizes, door sizes, all your softened fascia, how many how many feet of gutters you have, your your eaves, your rakes, the, the squares of roofing, every aspect on the exterior of your home, I'll have a measurement for you that's that's really, really accurate. And and, and, and the ability to create a three D model of your home to show you what what it could look like if you change the color or change the styles of certain things or add grids to the windows or even some landscaping we can we can add to those pictures. That is it's kinda neat to dream a little bit and I know it's a fun process for us to go through to really help homeowners visualize what their house could be or what they want it to be. And uh, it helps on the front end uh, on communication and, and managing expectations as well. Let's go back to the phones. Andy, Doug and Hastings is calling in. Uh, Doug, you're on CCO with Andy. Yeah, good morning. morning. So I got a morning. house that's 25 years old, and I'm getting new gutters put on soon by Linda's. Woo. And my, my existing gutters, they've been leaking behind the gutter onto the fascia. Okay. But the fascia is covered with steel siding. Do I have mm-hmm. to worry about the wood rotting in the fascia? Possibly. But here, here's uh, the thing. Um, every one of my gutter crews, it's, it's not an uncommon thing to run into a little bit of rotten wood along uh-huh. the way. And if we notice that, and I would um, maybe send your salesman uh, uh, an email or send us an email and just – to make sure that we're aware of it. We might be aware of it already. There might be pictures of it already. I'd have to look in our system to, to find out. But chances are, if it, it, we're going to inspect that as part of our process, once we remove your gutters, we're going to make sure that, I mean, we're talking about putting on a lifetime system here that, that basically every aspect of it is covered for you and the next person owns your home. It'd be really foolish for of us to put it on any type of rotten wood, and we we are equipped every day to to handle these things. So we have materials in our vans to to deal with a little bit of rotten wood if we find it. Now, having said that, I've had a couple of jobs lately that ended up being triple in length of installation because of the amount of rotten wood that we found in them, and and we can we are equipped to handle that as well. So. It is a worry um, if it's got a steel fascia and the roof edge was done properly. Even if the water is leaking behind the roof, behind the gutters, it should be okay. Sometimes, though, that water can be leaking on the roof and getting underneath the roof edge, which then the fascia is going to trap that water between the metal and the wood, and that's when you start to get the rod issues. Valley areas are notorious for this. 
going to love if he go if he goes after leaf guard gutters he's going to love them for sure yeah stop worrying about your gutters forever indeed uh texter says uh does lindis do this my white window shutters need replacing yeah for sure do that kind of work yeah, yeah. yeah. we have a couple of different uh shutter companies that we work with and uh i always um honestly it's one of those things that uh it's always an afterthought with, with with people you know just think you're you're doing a twenty thirty forty thousand dollar siding and window project and and no one talks about the, the 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 shutters and things that you can do to really dress up the exterior of the house whether that's in the gable end there's i mean we have a whole magazine that that just picks out that you know no maintenance decorative things to put on the outside of your house and you're spending twenty thirty forty fifty thousand dollars for another thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, a couple of little things can really make your house Boy. different in the neighborhood. So it's uh it's something I like to talk about and something I talk about with all of my estimators on a regular basis and designers on a regular basis yeah. because if we can't be different and, and do cool things, then then why do we want to do what Indeed. we do? Andy, we gotta run. Let's uh, let's do this again next week. What do you say? Yes, sir. All right, very good. Andy Lindis, you want to get in touch with Lindis Construction, that easiest number to remember is 1-800-LEAFGUARD or check them out online at lindisconstruction.com.